Boys, what's going on? Hey, fella. Boys, yeah. good to see you again. So I have, a sports question. I have a sports question for you guys. Okay. Would you rather have your favorite team go undefeated, win the championship, but never score more than three points every game, or just root for a team that's entertaining and fun? So basically what you're saying is like, do you want to be an Iowa fan? Because <laughs> they like never score, but they win every game. It blows my mind. Yeah, I'm, I just I'm, I'm wondering this because watching college football this weekend was a lot of blowouts and I had a lot of time to think about some stuff. And I was just like, would I rather feel the way that people feel at Colorado right now where like they might not win every game, but every game they make fun? Or hmm. be a fan of a team that just is like, all right, you get that. We're going to go undefeated. We're going to win all the time, but we're never going to be fun. We're going to win game. We're going to try our hardest to win every game. Six, nothing. Yeah. There is something about like winning, but like being mad about the win. Like I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> um, but if it takes you all the way to a championship, I guess I can't, I, I would be happy at the end. I feel like, every game along the way would be unbelievably frustrating and you just wait for that next game to be the one where it all falls apart but if in this scenario you finally get that championship it would be like one relief amidst weekly torment you know so that's tough um i just yeah, don't want to be like, a, I feel... a entertaining team and lose most of my games you know right that's the other caveat right because like yeah if we're talking about one season Sure, give me the championship. But if you're if we're talking like this is you're locked in for life, one route or the other, Iowa. I need some entertainment along the way. (laughs) Iowa always. Well, for me, Iowa always. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Dan loves Iowa. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) Yeah, I. You know, I'm I'm team entertainment, so I definitely went for that. But I would want my team to win at least. If we're talking college football, I'd want my team to at least win eight games. Like. I guess I probably should ask the question. It's like, if I can get a team that just won eight games every year with a chance to win 10, I'm not saying we got to win 12. Let's say we got to win 13. Just say it mm-hmm. eight with a chance to win 10. Like we're really close in those 10 games. You know, I feel like I'd give me that. Like, I don't It just, there's something about just watching teams try to not score that bothers me. Alabama is really the biggest like culprit of this. Like I watched that, like you watch Alabama games and you're like, how do they have 24 points? I swear they've only scored three. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's weird when you're watching some teams where it's like, you guys are really not trying to score. And I'm just like, how is this fun for people? But yeah. See, and especially when like, yeah, like Alabama scores on defense, like for with one play, it's like, you know, interception <laughs> return for a touchdown. But then like the offense gets back out there. And you're like, this is, this is, this is boring. What is this? What? I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, up until 24 hours ago, Dan and I were really good people to ask about what it's like to watch a team that can't <laughs> score. So, yeah, <laughs> it's still pretty fresh. We can go into more details if you want, but it's not fun. Sure. Right. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, what's up? It's the Brunch Breakdown. DD out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. Today on the show, we've got a fun menu. We're going to be talking about how we are officially old, I think, because our media is now something that is vintage. 
and people are paying a lot of money for it. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got bottomless brunch vomit fee. They're now charging a bom- bottomless brunch vomit fee in places in California. We're going to talk about that. And we've got brunch court. We've got music. We've got more. It's the brunch breakdown. Dan, tell everybody where they can find us. Uh, anywhere podcasts are available, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find the brunch breakdown. It's that simple. Hit follow or hit subscribe wherever you like to listen. New episodes each and every Wednesdays. They'll come right to you. You don't have to look around, wait for us, anything like that. Follow, subscribe. They come right to you. Full video episodes. Those come out at a specific time. We got a little production to do there. Okay. Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesdays as well. You can find those on our Facebook page and or our YouTube page. Either one. And then watch them on demand anytime you want to watch after that we're everywhere on social media as well because that's what you do and that's who we are we're at brunch breakdown it's ours come get it facebook x instagram treads thriller tiktok everything you find our little weekly brunch bites there there you go <laughs> you can find the brunch bites on social media uh and then of course we talk about music each and every week and we give you what we're listening to and we put it into a playlist on spotify we hold last week's on there for you in case you missed any we put the fresh stuff on there. We call it the Sounds of Brunch, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to Spotify, tell Alexa, play the Sounds of Brunch, and there she goes. Enjoy. Beautiful. Well, it's time to get random topics off our chest. Chris, what's on your mind, man? Get it off your chest. All right. This one's going to be a little bit more serious. Um, I So there's like a lot of kind of terrible stuff happening around the world. I'm sure everybody listening is aware uh, of like the stuff in Israel and everything going on. Um, I don't really want to talk about that specifically, like the conflict, because this guy should never be publishing thoughts on that type of stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. What I do feel I know I'm talking about, though, is like living on the internet during times like these, uh, living on the internet or consuming media during times like these, we, again, we talk about this relatively frequently on this podcast about how we are a fascinating generation, fellas. The amount of like worldwide events and trauma that we've lived through in real time, other generations haven't done that, right? Um, And done it with social media and 24-hour news and all those types of things. Uh, And like... I just, all I want to say, it's just a tip, take it, leave it, do whatever you want with it. I have found personally, for me, being constantly on my phone, on social media, constantly watching the news when this type of stuff is happening, never is good for my mental health. And I feel that like that probably is the case for most people and these days over the past week, when I have been on social media, I've seen a lot of people who are clearly consuming way too much. And like, you can see some people right now based on how emotional this is, how tied into it people are obviously, uh, and how disturbing some of like the images are. Um, you can see people's mental health, like deteriorating on your timeline because of what's happening. Uh, So again, like I'm not here to talk about the conflict that's happening. I think it's unbelievably horrific and sad. And I have friends that are, you know, uh, obviously much more emotionally tied to it than, than, than I am. 
Um, and, and I feel for them and I think it's terrible. Um, but like, I really think like there's a, there's a point where like awareness is very important. It's important to know what's going on in the world. But I think like there is, it's a hard line to draw in the sand. It's a hard, like cutoff point to figure out. But I think there's a certain point where awareness goes into like, uh, I don't know if like the word's obsession or just like oversaturation or whatever it is, you get to that point where like, it's not, you're not gaining anything more. You're not benefiting anymore from constantly consuming this information. Um, And so like during times like these, we talk about social media all the time, different habits, things you should, should not do. Um, I just really think like during times like this, it's a great time to put your phone down, spend time with your family for the love of God. Don't watch the news. Like the news is probably the worst thing you can do. Do not forget that the news while it reports news, it's also a TV show, right? It, it it's it's made to, you know, get your attention and keep you there. Um, now's a great time, I think, to like do whatever you can to just don't let yourself get too oversaturated with things because it's not. I mean, I, I've avoided it as much as I can, and still sometimes like you pull up the timeline and it's there. Horrific things are right there for you because. Uh, that's social media these days. It's just, I don't think it's good for anybody right now. So if you're, if you're feeling overwhelmed with things, um, now's a great time to kind of, you know, maybe take a little bit of a hiatus from that type of stuff. That's all I got. Yeah. We're clearly at the generation of people that are obsessed with the information. I think you kind of alluded to that, Chris, right? Where need the information, need it now, need all of it. Right. And that there's this obsession with it. And like information is good on this stuff, right? Information is good. It's healthy. It gives you a better understanding of things, but just the constant seeking and needing of it and also being shoved in your face. You may use social media as an escape, which I think a lot of people do, but then all of a sudden it does more damage because then that's what's in your face. And then, and, and maybe that's not, that's not what you need when it's constantly there. Um, again, it's that ba- I think you're, you you said it really well, where it's this balance of needing to know what's going on, but there's that line where it becomes, then there's an obsession with it and it deteriorates your mental state. And that doesn't really let you separate and kind of just grasp, grasp things a little bit better. But yeah, it's, it's, it's sad in a number of ways, obviously the, the story itself, but you're, you're right. It, you know, how being obsessed with the information and having it available 24 seven could actually, you know, actually does on an individual basis can do like, you know, more harm than good sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's funny being of the generation that like we all were on things before everyone else got on them. So like we're kind of the generation that was there, like older millennials or, you know, younger Gen Xers. Like we were the ones that were on all these social media platforms before. And it's weird watching it's weird for me, I, maybe because like I it was such a part of my job until like three years ago that I'm just not on it as much anymore because I just find it all to be so toxic, you know, and it's like I enjoy, you know, being on TikTok where it doesn't matter if I'm following anybody or it doesn't matter if anyone's following me. It doesn't matter if I'm posting any content. I just go there. It knows what I like and it just shows me that, you know, where Twitter tries to be the news and then you get stuff that you never wanted to see or wanted to know about and this is a very important situation and i think there was a time in social media where the people who were talking about these things were informed 
And we all like, we're like, oh, that person's somebody you follow to learn things. Then that all flipped to like everybody having an opinion. And now everybody's got their own thing filtering their judgment. You have no idea where you're supposed to go to find these things out. So I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like, by all means, if you know things and you're informed and you whatever, like say, and you feel passionate about something, say something. But if you're just somebody who is just seeing things and you're like, just like the rest of us, like the, like the majority of us are seeing what's happening, there's no need for you to say anything. Just listen, learn. And then when you actually know something and you feel like saying it, do it. But for the most part, listen, learn, and just freaking stay out of it. Like, it's better to listen and learn. And I feel like there, we should get, I don't know how you get back to that. You probably can't. We probably can't as a society because of just what we are. But like, I don't know. It just, to me, it's just too many people talking and too many one and too many, too much yelling at people for, it's like, <laughs> it's yelling at people for not talking. They're like, I'm mad at you because you're not saying something about this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but what does it, what good does it do if, drake or dj khaled says something what if they don't know anything what good does it do so it's yeah. just like i feel like we just need to get you know the people who talk about these things need to inform and it shouldn't turn in this shouting match of who's not saying what it just should be you know informing people of the situation letting people know what's going on and just you know i don't know keeping people informed i wish we could get to that but it's shouting matches yeah. all the time right yeah, everything is undisputed or uh, first take to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible. It's just Shannon Sharp everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will tell you, um, early in the running, if we're going to do a t-shirt for every episode, this one is Listen, Learn, Iowa Forever. That's just, we're combining all that <laughs> and that's just the t-shirt and I kind of love it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Listen, Learn, <laughs> Iowa Forever. Love it. God. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, certainly. Um, boys, I've done quite a bit of traveling lately, as you know, and the accent is is, is going away a little bit. If you noticed, it's not quite back all the way. I know we it's really Irish more. right now, dude. That's <laughs> it's, real. See, it's all over the place. <laughs> it's a mess. People want it though. People love it. Um, and but most recently, took a trip to uh, DC this past weekend. Saw some close friends of ours, uh, some people I haven't seen in a long time, um, but needless to say, so it's about a four and a half hour drive from from Pittsburgh, not terribly far. Um, and it's not a surprise that we have uh, terrible drivers in this country, that it's it's everywhere. Certain areas are worse than others. We've talked about it many times on this podcast. Shout out to you, Buffalo. I, I will never forget. Um, but. I can't believe like how insanely fast some people are driving on the highway and it just happens so often. And for some reason it hit me like a bolt of lightning today. Like why on earth are we making vehicles with engines that can go 115 miles an hour? Why are we doing that? Why? For what? Like, literally, why is that a thing? Why do we have engines that are so powerful they can go beyond the legal limits in in a spe specifically this country? Like, unless you're a police officer, why in the holy hell would you ever 
need to drive 90 or 100 or 110 miles an hour. Your car can, but you clearly don't need to be in any circumstance. Never. So it just makes no sense to me that we have these engines when you can't drive that fast legally anyways, like unless you're on a racetrack. So why are we, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we making these, these cars? Why are we even giving people the choice to push it that far beyond the limit? Like why? Would it be safer if like the maximum speed of a vehicle sold in the United States was like 85 miles an hour, which by the way is the highest speed limit in any state. Shout out to you, Texas. 85. Why would any vehicle need to go faster than 85 miles an hour? Why are we making vehicles that can go faster than 85 miles an hour? Like, obviously, and I and I realize as people are hearing this, there's different speed limits in different countries, and the automakers are distributing them. Anyway, nonsense. Not here. Don't do it here. Why are we doing that here? 85. We don't need. This isn't the Autobahn. That's not what it's never coming. It's not happening. Right. So it's just so mind blowing to me that we have these like people are just having these death rockets. Like, do you know how much safer it would be <laughs> if they couldn't go that fast? Like, it'd be significantly safer. Right. Nobody needs to make a car named the Death Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very popular, I'm sure. Um, but wouldn't but it be a just, bummer if that death rocket only went up to 85 miles an hour? <laughs> You're right. <It> went <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe every car should be only allowed to go 85, but like you can buy the death rocket, but it's like a hundred thousand dollar vehicle. Like you're going to pay, you're going to pay for it because you're basically paying for insurance for everybody else that you're on the road with on the death rocket. So it's basically, that's what you're paying for a little spicier engine, a little bit more insurance, but like it crazy to me that we build these engines and it just sure 110 miles an hour you can do it you're not allowed to but i don't know i don't know why it hit me today just traveling there's a little too much traveling just old man dan i was gonna say i like a little bit about what you're saying because i do think like i owned a chevy aveo at one point and if you're familiar with the size of a chevy aveo like you could fit two of them next to each other in one lane like it's yeah. a very it's a very small vehicle and and the the speedometer definitely went up over 100 so like you know and and like the car can go faster than what the speedometer says um but maybe it should be like based on the car that you're buying you are also buying a certain amount of speed so like if you can afford a ferrari yeah, yeah you know what go for it go 150 miles an hour but like if you have a Prius, you clearly don't need to go fast. Right. Uh, you know, dude, so I did a shoot recently for Tesla, and I was in a Tesla that goes 150 miles per hour, okay? And it had a square steering wheel. I literally thought I was in the Fast and the Furious. And so <laughs> we drove it around the block at one point and I hit the gas. Okay. So, and also you control the thing, like it's your phone. Like you swipe up to get, to use the gear. Like you get in the drive by swiping down. It's bizarre. Yeah. And you get in the car, I hit the gas and I literally jolt back. And the only time that's ever happened to me was because I did 
a uh i did a thing for radio disney where i went to the long beach grand prix and i got to ride in one of the cars one of the, like the f1 whatever grip whatever those cars are indie racing cars whatever mm-hmm. so go in one of those cars it's the only time i've ever been in a car and i've like jolted back like that this is a car that anybody could buy you shouldn't be able to do that no like you shouldn't you just shouldn't be able to do that like you shouldn't be able to hit the gas and literally just your whole body goes back like i have a seatbelt on like you shouldn't be able to do that like i don't know i'm <laughs> i feel you dan i i feel you on this because i i had that feeling recently like they're why do why do they just give this to any person who can afford it which is probably somebody who shouldn't be driving that car yeah just exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i don't get it i it blows my mind it blows my mind they put a governor on a golf cart, you know, when you're, you know, you're out there playing golf and you got a golf cart. It's got a governor on it, which basically limits how fast you can go. We're doing that. But vehicles, cars on the road, death rockets. Sure. Fast as you want to go. Whatever. We'll post a sign. You're not allowed to go faster, but you can. <laughs> you can just don't get caught. Like, what the hell? Well, boys, I'm going to get this off my chest. Uh, If you are a cord cutter for the internet, you are stupid. Here's the reason why. Um, (laughs) The internet is not reliable. It's just not. It's not reliable. And I hope I'm not cutting out right now because I'm watching. I was watching Sunday Ticket. I am a proud Sunday Ticket person. I have it. And I'm watching a game and all of a sudden just goes out, just stops, says your internet connection, whatever. And I'm like, is this what it's like to have YouTube TV? Is this what it's like to have Hulu live TV or whatever else you have? I don't want that life. I do not want that life. And what if something happens? You know, you're watching something, something happens in the world, and then, like, your internet gets cut out. Like, how do you know what the fuck's going on? Like, like, cord cutters, you're stupid. Like, I'm sorry, you're stupid. And now the way that all the streaming services cost, you're paying the same amount of money anyways. So. Mm it's stupid to cord cut and i now hate sunday ticket on youtube i loved it for how many weeks we were in the nfl season like six i loved it for five weeks i hate it now because my internet went out and i lost it and it didn't matter about my internet before because it was on direct tv so bring direct tv back let's go nfl because i said so because the internet went out at my house at a certain time i need you guys to change course and everything you're doing cord cutting is stupid i'm i'm done that's it yeah, I remember trying to figure out how to do it um, and like still be able to w- all watch all the specifically for me sports that I want to be able to watch. And like it was going to save me 20 bucks a month. And I also <laughs> still wouldn't get everything. So like and that was like four or five years ago. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine the prices of streaming services have gone up. Cable's convenient, man. It's convenient and it's reliable, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Yeah. You don't really ever think about that. That Yeah. You, you, old reliable cable always there but gotta love it yeah boy oh boy interesting take though i like how you're you're, that's the other side people are going they're they're cutting the cord we haven't done it yet i don't plan on doing it but you've kind of locked me in there that yeah you're right you're right you're absolutely right go ahead oh yeah no because then when it went out what did i do i just flipped back over to cable and watch the games that are (laughs) perfectly fine on there yeah not the game i wanted to watch but i just turned on the you know rams cardinals so um the selfish question here how much is sunday ticket uh i think three some 375 or something like that for the season you pay for it month yeah you i pay for it monthly so it's like it's i don't know they say like nine dollars a month out 
Can you, you watch, watch any game? Any game? Any game. I was looking around for like what package and I was getting kind of confused, but I think I need that. Sunday tickets. Awesome. It really is. Like it's, it's a purchase. Like you feel like you were invested in the NFL. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, a, it's a family decision and it's like, we are invested in the NFL. So there is a, so Sundays we must watch games at either one or four o'clock or you know whatever 10 or one o'clock we must it is a family decision yeah so um yeah but it's i mean no but it's awesome like if you are somebody who's gonna be watching games and especially when it gets to the cold time i think it's awesome because you know some we got it mainly because trying to watch patriots games but the patriots aren't good now but like you know four years ago we five years ago we started getting sunday ticket Patriots still good and siobhan is from boston was like i want to watch the patriots i don't want to watch 49ers and Rams every day so <laughs> that's what that's why we got it but um uh but yeah no Sunday tickets awesome so if you're gonna get it I I think it's a great investment it's just you know just gotta be invested in the NFL gotta go all in might as well yeah <laughs> well boys that was get off your chest great stuff there and let's get to uh what we're drinking boys it's bruise day I'll start uh, and I've got one that is perfect for this podcast and should honestly sponsor this podcast. It is the Let's Brunch IPA from oh, Trademark Brewing in Long Beach, California. It is a hazy IPA and it is freaking great, mainly because of the name. It's called Let's Brunch. It's got everything that you could possibly want in it. The can is awesome, too. I got a uh, I got a four pack and that thing is gone now. And I'm just letting you know it's great. It's 6.8 ABV, so it's not in that seven range. So it's still like able to crush, you know, a couple. And it's it's great. It's just it's awesome. So shouts to it. It's got Comet hops. Dan, what are Comet hops? It's got those in it. Um, uh, you you they were grown on the bath back of a death rocket. So like they're going after the Comet. So yeah, I heard they're out of this world. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. This out of this world and the name is amazing. Let's brunch IPA. That's what I was sipping on uh this week. So shouts to trademark brewing in Long Beach. Nice. I like that. That yeah, that's hello. Partnership. Hello. I know. We're here. Make it happen. Come on. What you got there, Christopher? Uh I have a picture of the beer that I drank yesterday. I had a fake slide Pilsner fellas at the yeah. pit football game last night. Uh, everybody around town has been talking about these named after uh, Kenny Pickett's fake slide in the ACC championship game <laughs> in 2021. Um, Southern tier made a Pilsner named after that play. Um, and like, I don't know, Pilsners loggers. They're just great for fall. They're great for football. They're crushable. I only had one because uh, I had to leave the game early to get the kids home to bed so i wasn't going on like a bender at the game but i wanted to have one and uh i i quite enjoyed it it's crazy like the products that they're doing now in college football to like essentially give money to players this is one of them (laughs) this is this beer is sponsored by Pitts collective which is essentially like a group that wants to get money to players so that we can get better players and be a better football team and so if you buy a fake slide you're helping Pitt get better at football um so it seemed like a win-win and and it worked out well yeah people Dude, all people. those things are so weird like 
think Miami started that. It's like somebody who owns a bunch of gyms, like owns Planet Fitness or something, just like barreling money over to Miami, just saying, here you go, you're a Planet Fitness sponsor. I don't know if it's Planet Fitness, but it's some huge gym chain. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think that's hysterical. Dan, what you got? Well, boys, I don't have beer with me today because I drank a lot of them (laughs) just 24 hours ago. Uh, went to, I told you I was in DC, went to a beer fest called Snallygaster, one of the largest beer fests on the East coast, uh, frankly, probably in the country. Um, there were over 420 beers being poured at this festival, um, went four city blocks down Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, DC, massive thousands of people there. Some of the best breweries, frankly, in the world. Shout out to uh, Zool from Knoxville, Tennessee, my uh, my favorite brewery of all time, was there. The Vale from Richmond, Virginia, was there. However, one beer stuck out amongst all of them. I did. Now we didn't drink four hundred beers, but we did it as best as we could in four hours. There was a collaboration there. Uh, the group, the brewery, uh, Monkish Brewing Company. At a Torrance, California, Didi. Monkish was there. And they had a stout. Uh, later learned that it was a collaboration with Omnipolo, uh, who's an international, I think they're in Sweden, Omnipolo, who makes, made, no longer makes, but made one of the best, maybe my favorite beer of all time. Um, so when I found out it was these two coming together, we drank the Coconut Space Brownie stout and let me just tell you a little bit about this beer imperial style brewed with cookies brownies milk sugar vanilla mash hops and lots of coconut <laughs> and let me tell you what this thing was so damn delicious so damn delicious it tasted like all of that it tasted like a coconut brownie and you got the hints of like the cookie in there and you know vanilla and chocolate it's all magical it was so damn good um sad that we can only get you know a small four or five ounce pour of it but shout out to monkish and omnipolo for coming together for this beautiful beautiful beer coconut space brownie um top one of the day top one of the fest uh how many did you drink of those uh that information is not for public disclosure i'm afraid <laughs> because chris of, talks that, about of that one of that one beer of that one beer that one that just, one beer just one just, just one, one unfortunately yeah okay because if you drank two i needed to know from chrisgatesfitness.com because he talks about the scale a lot and he's always telling people yeah yeah whatever you wake up with on the scale don't trip it's fine he doesn't say it exactly like that, but that's what I hear it when I hear him say it. <laughs> and so I just wonder, what does the scale look like after you drink two of those? Because <laughs> Jesus Heavy. Christ, you said so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, and it's 12% stout, but yeah, cookies, brownies, vanilla, sugar. There's a lot, there's a lot of ingredients in there, Dan. It's, what your body's going to do is it's going to hold on to a lot of those ingredients for like 24 to 48 hours. But then by Wednesday, man, you're you're good. All right, you're good. So just get back to the normal routine. Drink some water, okay? Get some fruits, get some vegetables, get some protein. You're going to be good. 
You're going to be good, man. Don't worry. I Boom. can, those are, I, I love the facts you just dropped to me and I can absolutely confirm and guarantee you that. Yes, that is, that beer is very much still with me. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. All right. Well, boys, that was Bruce day. Uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers boys. Cheers. Cheers to water right. and vegetables. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of drinks, uh, there is a bar in Oakland, California, that is now charging a $50 bottomless brunch vomit fee because people not being able to handle bottomless brunch. And my question to this is, how bad did the bathrooms have to get for you to charge a $50 vomit fee? Yeah, that's like... Where my mind went with that's funny you say it that way, Didi, because where my mind went was like, I've been to Mardi Gras and like the state of the bathrooms at bars at Mardi Gras. It's horrific. It is. It, I mean, it's like the things I've stepped in is disgusting. OK, but they don't charge you up front to come in because you're about to blow up their bathroom potentially like it's just par for the course. Right. It's Mardi Gras. This stuff happens. So if you're going to have bottomless brunch, bro, like, what do you expect? There's going to be some, there's going to be some problems every once in a while. How are they identifying those individuals who may need to be charged this fee? Do they, they have like the, the, you know what I mean? They they go in old school. They got like the maitre d' in the bathroom still handling out the paper towels, but like acting as like a spy. Is that what they're doing? I mean, like that would be a way to do it. Because I don't want to know how they're. Yeah, I don't want to know how they're identifying people. And also, by the way, if you fall victim of this, um, blame it on the food for being undercooked and threaten them with that. Good. I bet you that fee gets waived real quick. Loophole. Real quick. Loophole. Real quick. As long as you're so like sober enough, right? If you're sober enough, you can handle that. Be like, it's making me this undercooked piece of garbage you fed me. Uh, the restaurant looks cool though. It looks nice. Um, but yeah, for them, I I mean, it would have gotten really out of control. Where they're like, we have to do something about this. We can't take it away. We don't want to take away the bottomless mimosa, which is only twenty three dollars per person by the way. So they're charging you more than twice what it costs for that to help clean up the bathroom. I mean, kind of rightfully so, but you're right. That's a great question, Didi. It had to have really gotten bad for them to be like 50 bucks, 50 bucks every time you puke. Like, I can't even imagine. I don't don't want to even imagine. Does this make you... I, I, I legitimately don't know the answer to this. Does this make you want to go to it more because of the reputation it's developing or want to go to it less because of like the repercussion. It makes me want to go to it. Like you, like I'm going to like observe it. Like I'm going to the zoo or something, you know, like, <laughs> like I just want to look around for people, you know, like I'll pay for the bottomless brunch, but like really, I'll have like two mimosas. I'm like cool right. the whole time because I really just want to like see what happens here. Like, what is the clientele looking like 
that comes here? Like, is it the most ridiculous bachelorette parties? Like, you know, when they walk in that it's bad. Is it the most ridiculous frat bro place? You know what it's like when they walk in. I need to know what it's like when these people, uh, yeah, when, when people are walking in. I'd go there like it was the zoo. I, I'm going there to observe or report. Yeah, and then I'm like looking at the route of everything. I'm like, okay, so if they know about this, maybe they try to run for the door because if it's outside, maybe they can escape the fee if it's not in the bathroom. So maybe they're like, okay, if you guys got a puke, run outside. How far do they have to go? Are they near the front? Are they near the kitchen? That would be interesting. I think I've identified the problem here, though. We've all been to places that offer bottomless mimosas. I've never really seen it get like super out of control. And it's kind of surprising that this is in like Oakland, San Francisco area. I really wasn't expecting it from a place like that. But they put an hour requirement or an hour. It's only an hour. It's $23 and you get one hour for bottomless mimosas. That's becoming a race for people all of a sudden. Yeah, You're trying to get in as many as you can, especially in those last like 10 minutes, right? You're like, oh, I've only had like two or three. I got to get my money's worth. Let's 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 go. Let's let's chuck them down. Don't do that. Get rid of the one hour thing because it's it's becoming a race for people. Also, the whole table has to participate if anybody does it. The whole table. Like I've been to places where that's not a thing. It's like you get the glass. Like that's it. You get the glass. Like I get. They don't want people sharing, but like so you've got a whole group committed. And then all of a sudden it's a race after 50 minutes of trying to get like, I think that's creating some of the issue here. Yeah. I mean, I keep having more thoughts. Like also orange juice is just not meant for crushing. Like, let's Mm -hmm. be honest about it. It's not, it's a little too acidic at some point. It's you're going to have it start coming back up. Um, Mm. yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let us know if you paid fifty dollars for the vomit fee. We want to know about it. Well, yeah, like, is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> is this only on a like a specific day of the week? When do they offer this? Is it on a Sunday Weekends. morning? Weekend. Weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Because I just like, if it's only on Sunday, people are getting hammered on Saturday night, and then you're bringing them back in on Sunday morning. Like you're kind of asking for it too. But okay. Ooh, yeah. yeah if it, what if it was like night before vom? You know, not related to the mimos. Because oh. it could be. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, they're like waiting for you at the door after you vomit. They're like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to add a $50 fee on it. You're like, excuse me, I haven't touched an ounce of alcohol since I've been here. This is from last night. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. God. This is this is last night. <laughs> this is last night's Jimmy John's. It's not your brunch. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Shouts to the Cosmopolitan in Vegas for not charging me a $50 vomit fee. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God. All right. Well, let's get into um something that makes us uh, old. Um, someone bought two stories here. Someone bought an old Blockbuster receipt for over $700 on eBay because obviously they think this is going to be worth some money. And now Best Buy isn't going to sell any physical media basically starting in quarter one of 2024. So next year, there will be no physical media, no DVDs, no Blu-ray discs, nothing, nothing, no CDs, nothing that you can physically video games that you can physically take home and play and use coming from Best Buy. Uh, Does this make us old? 
Or is this time going fast? I don't know, but it's weird, dude. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it at all. But it also has me thinking, like, should I be going and buying these now so I can sell one of them for $700 like it's the Blockbuster receipt? Like some DVD or CD of something when they're all extinct? Making me think a little bit here. Um yeah, this I think we're too young for this to be happening. Like it, this is this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Like, first of all, it's amazing that Best Buy is still around. Like we lost Bed Bath and Beyond, went under, but Best Buy is fine. Like, give me a break. How is that? How is that real? Shout out to Best Buy for Bed Bath and Beyond coming back in an online sense, but. This makes no sense to me. Like, is this a man? Are you trying to salvage the business? You've got too much inventory. Those stores are huge. What are they filling in the spots where they're selling these things? More washers and dryers and TVs. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. But it makes me think, like, maybe I should go and snag some and put them in a safe. <laughs> Sell them in 25 years. Yeah lock up your cds and your dvds now you know you got to preserve yeah. them because we're our childhood is becoming more and more valuable this started a couple of weeks ago though i don't dan I, I think it was the week you were in london like i was joking with dd about wanting to buy him a disc man and then i went on amazon and like the cheapest disc man was way more expensive than i thought it was going to be and then i think like dd looked something else up like a vcr oh, yeah. And it was like uh -huh. 70 bucks or something. The the cheapest VCR that was like brand new, not used on Amazon was $175. 170. Jesus Christ. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, I, these things, you still cost that much to buy a disc man and a VCR, but now the stores aren't going to sell the stuff that you could put in them. So <laughs> what's going on? But Yeah. <laughs> Everything about our childhood is becoming vintage very, very quickly. So if you've got stuff at home, guys, take good care of it because it might be worth a pretty penny uh, pretty soon here. Yeah, like what's even happened? Like how long did it take, you know, records to – how long were records around, vinyl records, before they eventually became extinct? And now they're making this enormous comeback. Vinyl records are hugely popular right now. And obviously artists are making them, but the old ones worth value are like crazy expensive. So can you be imagine being like, this is, you know, when Smash Mouth released All-Star, this is the CD it came out on. And I have it. I repeated the lead singer, by the way. But like, you never know. If that's how much they're selling the VCRs and the Discman for now, imagine when they're like actually extinct. It it may it may sound crazy, but what you just said sounds valuable to me. <laughs> I honestly might have it. I actually have to <laughs> to dig around. I might have, I might have that. This kind of leads, to, yeah, into both of these stories combined. I had a um, like the one thing from my childhood I wish I would have kept. I had a Talk Boy. If you remember from mm -hmm. featured in Home Alone Two. Oh yeah. yeah, the Talk Boy. I still. You know, 25 years later, not completely forgiven my mother for getting rid of that thing. But the talk boy, I, I, I bet you that thing's got some serious value right now. I bet it does. I, I wonder, I keep thinking like, okay, so I have young children. So it's like, and when they in like 15 years or whatever it is, like when they go to college, are they going to come back and be like, oh my God, 
you're listening to that trash. You're not listening to music that way, dude. Cassettes, dad. Do you know about cassettes? <laughs> this is the way you listen to music. And I'm gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? Rewinding and fast? Are you kidding me right now? This is the dumbest way to listen to music. But I have this feeling that that's what's going to happen. It's gonna be like VCRs and like these things. Cause I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be harder for people to be like for maybe for DVDs or CDs. But I feel like there's gonna be something about VCRs and like cassette tapes that are gonna draw whatever we call this next generation after Gen Z, whatever we Gen A, I don't know, whatever we call them coming up, they're gonna have some fascination with fast forward and rewinding. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Dude, I think it could be, I think it could be CDs because back me up here of all the ways we've been able to listen to music, like CDs are the highest quality, like the best sound. 1000%. I don't know. even a question. What is it about a a CD that makes it that good? I have no effing clue, but like, I could see that coming back around where like kids in 15 years are like. They've been listening to music digitally all this time, but then like they hear a CD and their minds are just absolutely blown. I could see that. Yeah. And then it comes back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like like, digital cameras are like making this comeback right now. And it makes no bloody sense to me. Like the, like a Canon digital camera. First of all, they weren't even gone for that long. Right. It was like there, when we were in like high school, digital cameras were cool because you didn't have a camera on your phone or you did. And it was shitty. And you're not meant man. to like, <laughs> Dude, I still had my, I'm like easy on high school. I still had my digital camera in my pocket in 2012. <laughs> yeah. I remember DD's <laughs> so, camera uploads. Like that was yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like now they're making this weird comeback. This these these young kids are into these and it makes no sense to me because the cameras on your phone are better. (laughs) And we were in London and I saw two girls taking. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you getting out of this? Why are you using this? I don't get I don't get that. And again, it hasn't even been gone that long for something like that. You know, are we going to be walking around with Polaroids? Polaroid cameras. Polaroids are coming yeah. back. They are. The vin- there's a vintage factor with those. Yeah, but CDs. Yeah, man. It's all. It's all very, very strange. We're, we're cycling way too quickly now, and I, I don't like it. It's an experience, man. I think. You know, I wonder if with digital cameras, I wonder if it's because people's parents sharing their pictures. They're in. There's like, whoa. So you did it this way. Because, you know, like everything with our cameras, it's like I can take 50 pictures in a second, right? I can just hold down yeah. the freaking you – know, I can hold down the, the the take photo button on my iPhone. It's like 80 pictures in a second. So it's so like – I don't know. We take it all for granted, I guess. I guess if you were a kid and you saw that, you're like, wait, you just took one picture? Wait, you can only fit 70 photos on this disc? That's weird. And they do it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they think that's cool. I don't I don't know. But, yeah. Oh, God. Man. We're vintage yep. boys. We're vintage. We're vintage. Damn it, man. We're vintage. Wow. <laughs> well, let's get into brunch court. Dan, give us a couple brunch court before we get the music. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's been a little while, we're, uh, but it's uh, good to get brunch court back on the menu. Uh, let's start with there's a interesting chip flavor. We talk about chips a lot on brunch court, um, and the good folks at Pringles are introducing street taco flavored Pringles. 
You get a picture of a street taco there, a little lime, a little cilantro. Uh, boys, is this going to work? Is this a good idea? I mean, street tacos are amazing, but street taco Pringles? Yes, no, maybe so? Yes. I I am not mad at this at all. No. This is like on American Idol when they all just like look at each other after someone sings and they're just like, you're going to Hollywood. And they all <laughs> like, that's it. Like, they don't have anything else to say. They just say it. Like, that's, I mean, come on. Come on. I I'm don't trust someone if they don't like yeah. this. I hope <laughs> the folks at Pringles took their time with this because if it's done right, this could be incredible. And once you pop, you literally can't stop. So these, these I'm excited for. Um, we don't often get Pringles getting crazy. It's usually the crazy folks at Lay's and Doritos and stuff like that. But Pringles diving into the extra bold flavors, street taco Pringles. Well, that was an easy one. You yeah, I, I had a feeling you both might be in favor, but just be careful with the with the blending. That's all I'm gonna say. We don't want too too much cilantro. All of a sudden, this is a shitty chip. Just be careful there. So, thumbs up. <laughs> Street taco Pringles. Okay. Might be a live taste test in the future for that one. Okay. Hey. Okay. Um, all right. So if you're into coffees and beverages and teas and things like that, you know that, you know, different milks have really the milk world has really exploded. And now cereal milk is a thing. And now it's literally a thing you can buy. Wait. Cereal milk. Wait. <laughs> Dan, ah. wait. I <laughs> said the milk roll exploded. Is that what <laughs> yeah, just wait. You're a little too deep in the grocery industry. No, that comment, that comment shows it. I've never heard anybody say that sentence before. And every time <laughs> I go into the grocery store, I see the same, the same milk. Okay, so. <laughs> We have oat either, milks now. We, we either need to pump milks. the brakes or you need to explain yourself. <laughs> well, haven't you ever gone to a coffee shop and they ask them like what type of you know creamer or milk you want? They're like, well, we have regular milk, oat milk, uh, dairy-free milk, um, soy milk, this milk, that milk, uh, almond milk, coconut milk is a thing now. No, I don't mean like coconut, like we're selling coconut, banana milk. I'm telling you, the banana, the milk world has exploded. And this is just the next step in the process. Um, yes. So cereal milk, <laughs> you can not now buy Nestle and Kellogg's have teamed up and they are selling Eggo maple waffle. Wa <laughs> easy for me to say Eggo maple waffle flavored and frosted flake flavored milks debuting next month in November. I don't know what you're, I, I, again, I don't know what you're using these for. I don't know if people are drinking these straight up or it is. It's because it's like more of something that goes into, a, a, you know, a coffee type of beverage as like a creamer, an enhancer, if you will. So please, the floor is yours. I, uh, I, I think this is a great idea. I, I'm for this. Really? I actually like some of my favorite uh, protein flavors are like cereal based uh, flavors. So like 
I, I get this cinnamon cereal milk and a cocoa uh, cereal milk ones that make it taste like cocoa pops and you know cinnamon toast crunch. Um, and like I put that in almond milk to drink my protein shakes. So like, I, like especially this frosted flake one. I, I feel like I would love that. I don't know if I would love the ego one, but like this idea, I feel like I'm, I'm here for it. You know, all I'm going to say is if you, cause this is obviously, I think this is just to like drink. Like this is just like, is it to drink it? Yeah. Cause like Ugh. this, cause to call it cereal, like cereal flavored milk, you're trying to get that like drinking the cereal milk out of the bowl. Cause like that shit's mm-hmm. awesome when you, you know, when you're eating certain cereals, like especially like frosted flakes or like cinnamon toast crunch, like you could come on, like the milk in that cereal is incredible. So I feel like that's what they're trying to get at. But man, I, listen, people I, don't drink too many of these unless you, unless you work out a lot. Cause this could, this could get bad. This is not helping our obesity problem we have in this country. I'll tell you that. If we got more people drinking these, pounding these every day. Oof. Uh, you're right. The Frosted Flake one, it sounds good. But yeah, I mean, that could be, there could be some serious sugar consumption in just a glass of this. It um, has to. Right. You know like it's got to be out of this world. I'm trying to find nutrition facts on these and I cannot find it anywhere. Yeah, they're trying to hide them. You gotta you gotta do a lot of digging. You gotta do yeah. more than a two second Google search to find the nutrition facts on these because they're yeah. not gonna let you find them out. Because I don't know how you replicate frosted flakes cereal milk without having a ton of sugar in it. I don't I don't get how you do it. Yeah, it says 250 calories, but like for 14 no. 14 ounces. I mean, it's milk, so there's probably a decent amount of protein in there. Um, but yeah, I would imagine like, I would imagine there's a decent amount of sugar. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Keep your eyes out. November. Okay. You'll be debuting. Oh, wow. Christmas. Be interesting. Let's go. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. Wow. wow. All right. Last, certainly not least. I have something to share with you, gentlemen, uh, planters, um, number one nut uh, company in the world has released something just for me. (laughs) We have here. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. And that's the brunch breakdown. We're out. (laughs) We have planters, pumpkin spice, almonds. They released these and they also have apple cider donut cashews and i will tell you what these are delicious these are absolutely these are absolutely delicious these two flavors just go so well together um pumpkin cinnamon almonds and you will do just as it says you'll fall for them right on the side of the container here but curious as to what you gentlemen think about planters pumpkin spice almonds and apple cider donut cashews no, that's too much. That's stupid. I don't like it. But I will say I need a t-shirt that says <laughs> number one company in that company. <laughs> oh damn. Oh.
Dan, 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 your love, pumpkin spice almonds. No. no. They're great. It goes so well together. Uh, no. Like lightly no, dusted, not too much, not 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 too little. It's just right. You have a nice handful of these, wash it down with a nice glass of Frosted Flakes milk. I mean, let's go for the day. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> They're wonderful. Haven't tried the apple cider donut cashews yet. Uh, plan to, but pumpkin spice almonds. Thank you, planters. No wonder you're the number one nut company in the world. And that's brunch court. Yeah, it was. My <laughs> God. There's something. There's something. Good all right. God. All right. Let's get into music before we get out of here. I will go first. Um, I was very annoyed with Drake's album being so long because I like my albums to be the length of a target run. So I apologize to Drake because this album is really good. And if anybody needs me to make them a playlist of the good songs on there, because there's a solid 12 on here that are very, very good. And if we were in the CD era, that's all that could fit on the album. Not 85 minutes, Drake. So here's the thing. The album's really good. And uh, I want to put on here Rich Baby Daddy, which is going to be the song of the fall. Once you hear it, you're going to not stop playing it and you know, just don't play it around your kids. But golly, is this song going to be everywhere, everywhere? We need an explicit jam like this in times like this. Rich Baby Daddy. <laughs> I love it. Um, first one up for me is from Lauren Mayberry. Um, of course, the lead singer of Churches, kind of doing some solo stuff now. Uh, she... Released just her second song of her solo era. And I, I can't remember if I put the first one on the playlist a couple weeks ago or not. Uh, but she released her, her second single called Shame. And it's just really well written and really well produced. It doesn't sound like a church's song. And it's very eclectic the way that it was produced and written. Um, and it kind of takes you on this very interesting journey. It's not like a plain song or there's no template to this one. It's, it's, it's a little bit unique and I, and I love it. And of course I'm going to love anything Lauren Mayberry does. Uh, but this one, it's easily my favorite of the two excited to hear more. Uh, she's doing, she's, she's doing a little bit of touring by herself right now. Um, and more solo music to come from Lauren Mayberry. All right. Nice. nice. <clears throat> um so the three songs i'm gonna put on the playlist this week uh i have not listened to them yet okay woefully i'm prepared uh oh, for this but okay. i'm excited to listen to them this week and i'll give you the reasons why the first song is called the outside it is from a bunch of throwback bands some of which i haven't heard from in a long time boys like girls 303 whoa and state champs whoa who wouldn't wow. be excited to listen to whatever that's going to sound like? So that's the first one for me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Claire Rosencrantz, one of my favorites, especially since we started the brunch break breakdown back up again. Uh, she put out her debut album, Polarized, the song I'm putting on there. Um, it is it is very good, like very very good. The whole album is, but Polarized is my jam. So check that out. Yes, love that, love that. Um, next one for me is going to be, speaking of groups coming together, uh, bet you couldn't put these groups and artists in a sentence uh, for any other reason other than what I'm about to do. 
the band Phoenix, My Girl Benny, Pusha T, and Chad Hugo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> have released a remake of a Phoenix song. It was off of the, their album that came out last year in 2022 uh, called All Eyes on Me. And so the, the song itself is good. It's it's kind of funky. Um, and then all of a sudden you add Benny, Pusha T, Chad Hugo to it. And it just gives it a whole new twist. And it's, it's you know, it's electro forward, which doesn't make sense necessarily uh, for any of these. But it's funky. It's it is genre bending. And it's fascinating. And I really, really, uh, really enjoy this version of it. So all eyes on me from that lovely group of artists. I like these mishmashes. I'm excited Let's to go. listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number two for me is uh, from a band called Goalkeeper, uh, a very fun uh, pop punk trio. Dan and I played a show together with the How long ago was that show now, Dan? Jeez. Oh, like gosh. Six, seven years. Probably. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's a long probably time. Pretty close to that. Five or six years. Six years. Uh, they put out a new song called Always, and I'm excited to listen to it. Sweet. Love it. Well, my last one. Um, Ed Sheeran put out an album, uh, and this one is more upbeat than the other one that he basically dedicated to like a bunch of people who died in his life. So this one, a little bit more upbeat, but there's a song called, I don't want to mess up the, what the hell? Uh, it's called American Town. Uh, and the chorus is English girl in an American town and it is catchy as hell. And you will just, you listen to it one time and you will be singing it around your house, whether you like the song or not. And then the more you listen to it, you just realize how well-written this song is and it just is awesome and so shouts to ed and uh ed who's now independent now so him and russ Whoa. are always hanging out and i was like that's interesting and now i know hmm. why because russ is the independent king and now ed sheeran is taking all that money to himself so shouts to him american town wow good for him uh let's see last one for me um another favorite of mine uh been on the sounds of brunch before uh blue to tiger we introduced her a little while back. Um, she released a song with uh, an artist called Mallrat. I've had Mall, I probably put a Mallrat song on the playlist before back in the day as well. But they teamed up, came up with the, came uh, released a song called "Cut Me Down." Now, if you remember Blue to Tiger, uh, she was a you know a bassist at heart. That's that's what she did. She was a bass player. She has a phenomenal voice to go along with it. So most of her songs kind of you know. There's, you can really tell the bass is forward in it. It's a really unique way uh, to hear a song where everything's usually guitar forward. Um, but this one, this one still has the bass, but it's much more pop and like synthy. Still very, very catchy. Um, and these two come together, I thought was a pretty cool mashup of some kind of like all pop artists, uh, Blue to Tiger and Mallrat. So cut me down. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, my last one, Waterparks put out a new album called Intellectual Property, and I am excited uh, more than anything to go through this album uh, this coming week. Uh, they released a couple songs, uh, pre-releases. I think I've put at least one of them on the playlist before, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive into this album this week, boys. And um, we all can for the first time. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to hear the review of these songs next week right. on the Bunch Break Sound. <laughs> well, I just sent them to Dan, so now I remember the songs that I'm actually going to listen to. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. 
<laughs> well, that's what we're listening to. Check out the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify. And, you know, tell Siri, tell Alexa, play the Sounds of Brunch. All right, boys, uh, any final thoughts today on the Brunch Breakdown? I tell you what, we come up with some shirt ideas on this podcast often. This episode may have had the most single ideas for a t-shirt from Listen, Learn, Iowa Forever um, to the milk world has exploded. I can just envision that with like the globe and like explosion of milk coming out of, out of it to planters, the number one nut company in the world. You know, they're just all there. So graphic artists, graphic designers, uh, give us a shout because we got some serious work for you. Dan doesn't Do- need us on this podcast. <laughs> Do we put the milk explosion on the number one nut company shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the brush breakdown. We're out. <laughs>